What's up, guys? We've got another episode of Sort of Mindset's podcast. Today, we are talking with Dispatch Goods, uh, specifically Maya Techley, uh, the COO over there. Uh, welcome to Sort of Mindset's Maya. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you had it the first time. It's Techley. <laughs> uh, got lucky there. <laughs> um, <You> did. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit about Dispatch Goods and how you got involved with them? I know that they're in the space of the restaurants and making the environment a little bit better. Just how, do, how does that happen through your company? Yeah, so um, really I got, in, I got introduced to my co-founder, Lindsay, uh, back middle of last year. She was in, they were in the Sustainable Ocean Alliance Accelerator, um, which was a really exciting program to be a part of and just startups that were looking to solve a lot of the problems that are affecting our oceans. Um, and specifically when it comes to single-use food containers for uh, restaurant food delivery, takeout, um, we've seen an increase in that usage. Just It's like a hockey stick. Uh-huh. Um, and for the vast majority of those containers, those go to landfill. And a lot of those end up in our oceans, too. Um, Lindsay's a surfer, and she was seeing a lot of uh, a lot of the trash just washing up on beaches just in Hawaii where she lived at the time, but also here in the Bay. Um, I was working at a food delivery company and uh, we got connected and I've just always been an environmentalist and seeing the sheer volume of uh, single use containers, we, you know, she set out to kind of set to develop a new system. Um, our goal is to make reusability easy as well as accessible um, to both restaurants and customers so that they can make a, a better choice for the environment. So, so how does that work, say, if I'm like a, a regular, I guess like a Chinese food restaurant and I want to have this, um, I guess, service, to, how, how does it work? Do, would I like uh, go online and sign up for dispatch goods or how is that, is it that simple or? <laughs> Yeah, actually, we're getting a lot of our inbounds from other restaurants that are introducing us to their restaurant friends. Um, So it's a a decent amount of word of mouth. A lot of our inbounds come from just the hello at dispatchgoods.com. And then we see if they're in the San Francisco area because we're starting in San Francisco. We are going to quickly, uh, hopefully, expand into the rest of the Bay Area. So the East Bay, um, Peninsula, South Bay, and then beyond. Um, but if they're in the service area, um, we just start onboarding them. And so we're starting right now. We actually launched a pilot this week of, uh, takeout only. And so we provide the restaurant with the clean sanitized containers and, uh, they modify their, their website to, to have a dispatch reusable option. And so customers, when they're being introduced to their food, can just select either place it in a reusable or the single use. And we're hoping that people, when they see the, the system uh, and the option to yeah. use reusable, that they'll choose it. So, so say now I'm uh, in the, I guess I'm just a guy who wants to, you know, be a part of, the, or, you know, be a part of uh, this and I don't want to, you know, keep ordering food that has, um, I guess, plas- being placed in plastic containers. How does that work, um, I guess, from the consumer perspective? Consumer side, we're trying to make it as easy as you know, as curbside recycling. So you put your, your recycling out every week, I assume, yeah. living in San Francisco, right? <laughs> um, but we come to your house and pick it up every other week. 
however many containers you have for those two weeks, you place it in the bag that we provide and um, put it out on your stoop and we come up uh, on your pickup day. That's, that's pretty interesting too. I mean, I actually just started, I sometimes use a meal delivery service called Freshly. Have you heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that would be, well, yeah, actually they, they use plastic to place the food. So I, I guess that'd be a good um, combination to have clean, or I mean, have a, reusable make have them you know look into reusable stuff so yeah we see ourselves i mean i think one of the biggest hurdles for there are a lot of companies that would love to use reusables the biggest hurdle for them is getting those containers back to them okay and so for us what we want to do and what we want to build is that um reverse logistics so going to people's houses and picking up their containers and then sorting them and getting them back to wherever they came from. So right now we're starting with our own containers, but um, we have visions of, of collecting on behalf of a bunch of other companies. Um, because again, the, there's a lot of really positive intent when it comes to reusability. It's just that hurdle of the reverse logistics. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you know a little bit more about that market, right? Of uh, consumer plastics. Say, would you guys would you say that the issue that you guys are attacking or solving is just people are just where, where do you think the problem starts? Do you think it's that the restaurants only their only option is to do plastic? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's compostables too, which um, you know have varying degrees of of chemicals in them. Uh, yeah, it's really a, the restaurants don't have alternatives, and so we're also trying to provide that alternative that's really easy and affordable for them, for them to um, opt into, and then you know, and just awareness as well. Gotcha. Um, you know, restaurants are operating already at a at a razor thin margin, especially in the in the Bay Area. So adding any other costs to them um, is is we're very uh, mindful of that. Do you use your service, right? Or you've heard some feedback from people who have uh, been using it. What's it like just that switch, I guess, in the consumer perspective of getting their food in real plates, right? Metal yeah. Plate. I mean, I can show you. <laughs> we're chatting, but it's, it's stainless steel and silicone, and then we have jars that are glass. Um, we think it's an elevated dining experience. I mean, ultimately, if you're getting your food in plastic, that's kind of a low bar. Right. So, so we think that if it's better than than the single use, then it's an improvement on the experience. We have a lot of our so we started actually in the downtown lunch crowd and a lot of our um, a lot of our customers just preferred the experience to the single use experience. And we hadn't really set out to create to create a, a delightful experience like that or an improved experience. But it's been a nice um kind of byproduct of, of just using things that aren't trash. <laughs> True. Do, 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 um, do the people who order the food, they, they would know, right? Like if they're getting, getting it in metal containers first, or is that a surprise? Or? Yeah, we're trying to, uh, we try to do a decent amount of edu- education, um, as much education as you can on an ordering site. Our restaurant partners have been so wonderful letting their customers know um, so whether it's kind of communicating through their email, uh, their email blasts out or their social media, um, letting people know that they, and showing pictures too. I think as soon as people see on our site that a lot of the food is, 
um, actually photographed in our containers so that they know when they're getting it, um, they're getting it in a, a stainless steel container. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I guess, I guess the next segment that we typically talk to founders here on is about kind of about what attracted them to either start a company or join something really early. So I'm sure that your work uh, currently as CEO of a very young company is different from working at a company such as like a cab like caviar or maybe in your prior career. How has like your time working on an idea that I could tell that you're really passionate about and care about the cause compared to, I guess, prior work experience, like in an office that's, I mean, more structured, like, would you say that since it's an early like a startup that uh, you're operating at a different level or like things are different in a good way or a bad way? Like, what do you think there? Yeah, I, I've most, the vast majority of my career has been in large companies that have a whole lot of structure <laughs> and, you know, parameters that you have to operate within. Um, I, it's, been such an unbelievably eye-opening experience that this kind of work can exist um, where you, you know, CEO, it's, it's fun. I laugh because CEO for me, um, it's a, it's a very important and, and awesome title to have, but I, you know, I dishwash and I am a delivery driver and I am you know doing all of the all of the um, all the grit work that goes into building a logistics company that otherwise you know at a big company kind of already that those yeah. those all have dedicated you know avenues and dedicated roles within them so it's been an incredible experience and I feel like I'm slightly addicted to it <laughs> yeah uh, so are you guys like I mean are you guys raising venture capital or are you guys looking to be more in just a self-funded space what's what's that like how's that yeah we're actually we're looking to raise a pre-seed round in the next few weeks okay. over the next few weeks um we're currently in the berkeley skydeck accelerator program oh. which has been really great there is um i was an intern for their previous uh cohort or one of the cohort companies called flux technology oh yeah that's yeah. awesome <laughs> small world wow um, yeah, yeah, I know Sybil and uh, a few other other people there. Um, I, I mean, I guess, how, how's it, how has your time been with the, the accelerator of Berkeley Scott? Um, well, you know, it's been remote this whole time. Yeah. So I think that it has been a very unique experience for sure. I think some of the built-in camaraderie doesn't quite exist from a distance. Um, but I do feel like there are a lot of, there's a lot of, um, oh. a lot of the programming is very intentional. Um, oh. and, uh, I, I've felt that we've been able to attend and participate more than we previous, than we might not, than we might've been if it was, um, in person. Um, a lot of our time is dedicated to live logistics. And so we're able to kind of jump on a call or a Zoom a lot easier than if we're out delivery driving. So um, for that, I think it's different, but it's been a really good experience for sure. That's, that's super awesome. Being, being part of like an early company is, or, you know, making that decision to be in an early stage company is not exactly easy. Is, it, is there like maybe a time from your childhood or uh, I guess 
any any anything from your life experience that made you really want to do this or something like that or something that has inspired you to yeah i think sure (laughs) yeah no that's such it's such a um wonderful question i think um in so many parts of my life and big decisions that i've made uh it's trusting your gut Uh i you know when i was making the decision to join Lindsay the beginning of the year, I had a few other job offers that were okay. <laughs> much more stable and, um, you know, part of big companies that would have continued on, you know, a different, a different path. Uh, and there was something that just in my gut that I wanted to do, I felt the, the, the strongest towards. And I, you know, I, I tend to try to put, put my emotions a little bit on, in the, on the back burner, but I do trust my gut. Um, and it's led me to where I, to where I am. And I think that, I think, yeah, that's been something I've done my whole life for sure. And trusting your own instincts in your decisions. Yeah, that's true. You know, I've talked to, I guess, about 10 people who have made companies or been part of successful companies. And I think, I guess it's a Silicon Valley thing that people just, you're here and you want to do that thing. I mean, be accept and, and see what it's like why not yeah the the opportunity presented itself yeah. and i i i had been advising with Lindsay, and then just was like i need to be part of this solution i i felt you also have to be feel really strongly about the the mission and your goals and you have to that drives you through the late nights and yeah. the grit work and the really tough, you know, all the no's, like you really have to feel that, you know, strongly in, in what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of being an entrepreneur or being in the entrepreneurial field is a lot about, it's, it's obviously really challenging. I was wondering like, how do you maybe personally cope with the feelings or maybe the just per, like emotional challenges and then the, the goals that you guys set, right? Like, how do you say something doesn't go the direction that it needs to go or that you want it to go? Like, is there, is there any advice or anything that, you know, you'd suggest to somebody who's, you know, thinking about going into a startup or, you know, has uh, challenges? Like, is there any advice that uh, you would have to offer? Yeah, I think doing the work to have a strong sense of self. Okay. It's really important. Um, and then not tying that sense of self to your cause or your company. Um, when we get no's, when we get negative feedback, I don't take that as a negative to me as Maya, as a person. Um, and I think that ability to separate those two, um, has kept me, allows me to have a level head, allows me to kind of move forward and delineate. I think that also comes with an incredible support system that I've, you know, I have wonderful friends and, I have an incredible family. Um, so I'm very fortunate in that sense that I, you know, I have people that are in my camp that are cheerleading. And I think, um, you know, listening to, to criticism, um, but also kind of understanding what this, where that criticism is coming from, I think is very important to make sure that, uh, you can act on it in a thoughtful way. Um, and, uh, but I, you know, being in the environmental space, being in the sustainability space, there are so many people that want us to succeed 
And that has been a different than the, than uh, a different perspective that I wasn't expecting. Um, people, people want to solve this and they're excited that we are trying to solve this big problem. And um, I think that that's a little bit different being in this space too. Do you, yeah. Do you think that, uh, well, I guess, I mean, now, now it's, has the company changed since uh, the coronavirus pandemic? Like, like there's more in like more demand for this or is it, has there always, is that, has that just catalyzed the demand really? Yeah. I mean, basically we were in a, we were catering to the downtown lunch crowd. So oh. our business was shut down overnight with coronavirus oh. and we had to quickly pivot. Um, we did a lot of research. We also wanted to make sure that we understood the the transfer, the transferability across just, you know, what, what was the risk when it came to the surface, with surface area um, for COVID. So understanding kind of like the pandemic risks as well as um, were people even open and interested in reusability. We knew people were still getting, um, food delivered and it's only increased. We've seen an increase between 200 and 300%. Uh Um, So we know that there's, there's um, an opportunity here. Um, And we did a ton of research and a lot of interviews and a lot of, and we found out that people that want reusability want it now more than ever because they're seeing their trash Um, because it's accumulating at their home. It's no longer spread out between uh, their office, you know, different air, different different locations and and their house it's now mostly at their house um and so we think that now we've pivoted into uh you know our direct-to-consumer model which we're hoping will kind of take off and uh, be successful but uh we do see a, a demand for it for sure so do you guys work with the meal big meal delivery people like how does how does it work i mean you would would you we're hoping to <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're hoping to. We'd love we'd love to integrate with with some of the big players. And so um I think for us, our biggest, you know, we have to crawl before we walk, walk before we run. That's so cool. Um, That's right. And so we want to make sure that our, our our reverse logistics are really sharp and really kind of polished as we as we add in more um variables. So right now we've launched with the with pickup so people can order and then pick up from the restaurant. Um but we are hopeful that we can integrate into one or, or many of the third-party delivery companies. Does uh, does the business only work with? Um, I mean, the the restaurant like does it work with? Uh, no, any restaurant can can you do this right? Yeah, yeah, we are restaurant agnostic. You know, any restaurant that wants to partner with us um, can definitely reach out, and we'd love to work with them. That's that's really cool. Going into what, uh, are there any resources? I mean, maybe, so I guess the question goes like this is, uh, thinking back to your 20 year old self, um, and looking at where you are right now, are there any resources or books that you would give to that person and why, I guess? (laughs) Yeah. Um, if I were to speak, candidly with my 20 year old self, I would say, I would tell her to challenge the status quo more. I would say, I would give the advice to seek out more people um, with 
different perspectives and different paths to kind of, uh, to illuminate that there isn't just one path to success. And especially for, you know, a woman of color that can look very different than a lot of the people I was getting advice from at a, at, at, you know, at a young age. And I think that I would um, encourage her to explore more career development. I mean, it was hard because that was around, you know, it was 2008 to that, you know, 2009, there was no, it was like, you got a job and you had to like hold on to it for dear life because the economy had crashed. Um, but I do think that there, that I, it's something that I discovered kind of later in my path that speaking to people with, with, um, you know, diverse backgrounds right. in terms of career development. That was, that's been kind of, you know, have, ha, has had a monumental inf influence on me in a positive way. And I would encourage anyone right now to kind of talk to people that have had different career paths because it will show you what's possible. For sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious about, um, when I think about the last 10 years in terms of technology and like the way people have changed because, because of technology, do you think that, uh, where that technology has uh, uh, made a negative impact, or I guess just uh, it has it changed too much in too in too short a time. That that's actually <laughs> um, no. You know what? I think it's uh, it's it's evening out the playing field in a lot of ways. It's giving a lot more people a lot more access. Sure, sure. A lot of content that they would have never had exposure to prior to. So in my mind, whether or not it's being used for good, for bad, there is a lot of good to be said about um, kind of widening up the scope and the access to a lot of different types of people, but a lot of information. You know, kids are learning to code on their own from online, you know, from online sources. They didn't have, they don't have to have uh a lot of money to go to really nice schools anymore. Like it's just, I think it a lot, it evens out the playing field for a lot of um, career paths. Gotcha. Um, so more two or two more questions here. Um, where do you see dispatch goods in, I guess, five years or what's the ultimate hope there? Oh yeah. I, I want to create a fourth bin system. I want to create that f a full circular system oh. where lots of companies and individuals are proud to be reusable team members. Sorry, my dog's growling at me. Oh, you have a dog? No way. <laughs> I do. Hey, we're done. Um, yeah, I want to, and I think in five years, that's probably, you know, like it will probably, I would love to have scaled to multiple geographies and have fully operational, um, you know, circular logistics, working with restaurants, but I see us expanding beyond restaurants to kind of any company that wants to have a reusability solution I, that I, we can get right. those back to them. I read that uh, Yelp had a user service before, right? And they reduced a lot of uh, waste in their office. They are a pioneer. We love, we love the team at Yelp. They, yeah, because they had sustainability. They have, you know, they had sustainability goals and they were looking for solutions to reduce their footprint a huge amount of their lunchtime waste was just single-use products. And so um, they were a perfect fit for our downtown model where, you know, it's 14 floors of one building and, yeah. you know, multiply that by however many people are on each floor. They're all, you know, that's a lot of trash. And so 
where we were able to kind of curb a huge percentage of that of that garbage um, into reusability. And it was just as easy. You know, they flashed their Yelp badge to the the various restaurants on their block and uh, the restaurants were happy to um, to participate too because they know that they, they're well aware of the problem as well. Um, but yeah, we love working together. <laughs> Where, where do you think the uh, the problem starts? Is it people? Is it on the consumer end where people are lazy and don't want to wash dishes or don't know that the solution for um, what's it called reusable reusable um, containers? Or I mean, ha, ha, so I guess like a Tupperware that'd be considered reusable, right? But you guys are in more of the how do you say it now? The the reusable, but not non-plastics space? Yeah, not single use. Not single use. Um, yeah, where do you think the problem starts or how, how does that problem? I think when given the option, a lot more people would choose a option that's better for the planet. If it's just as easy to choose single use versus a reusable, I think people will choose reusable knowing that it's better for the planet if it's just as easy and they have to do just the same amount of work. And that's kind of our goal is that we don't want it to be any more work for a consumer because we know the consumer behavior already exists and changing consumer behavior is its own huge challenge. That we don't necessarily need to, um, it's introducing them to an alternative. So I think it's awareness, um, and then adoption, uh, and you know, the more and more, we know that the more and more restaurants that, um, we onboard, the more successful it will be because the more customers that will be exposed to the, the alternative. Right. Yeah. I read that mix, uh, mixed the salad place is one of your guys' uh, mm-hmm. customers, right? Yeah. And you know, they're, they're, their ethos is very tied to ours. You know, they are sourcing, you know, sustainably sourcing their, their ingredients. They're very thoughtful about identifying farms that have sustainable practices and, um, you know, making sure things are, are, uh, sourced locally and that, um, you know, there's ethical treatment of, of, uh, the workers as well as animals. And so, um, they do a lot to be thoughtful about the ingredients that go into their salads. But again, their challenge was, how do we get the containers back? They would love, they would have loved, you know, loved to have a kind of reusable system, and so we kind of, we came along, and it's been a really wonderful partnership there because, uh, again, it goes into their whole mission. Um, we're able to kind of connect that dot at the at the end of the containers and the waste. So, so how does the container get back to them? Um, yeah, you you pick them up right from the consumer. We pick them up from the consumer, and then we uh, wash them at a commercial kitchen. Uh-huh. And we follow, we do a seven step process and, um, and then pack them up and into um, sanitized containers and drop them back off. Cool. Does it, so does it start where the consumer has to pay an upfront fee or is it the restaurant who pays upfront fee? And then the both? customer pays the, pays the fee. We do have members as well. So if you're a dispatch goods membership, it gets you unlimited access to our containers, regardless of how many you use. And we come twice a month to your house. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, that's pretty cool. But if it's like a one time, it'll yeah. right now it's a one time fee per meal. So it's a dollar 50. 
Okay. Um, and that gets you us to come to your house one time to pick up the containers. We're hoping that as we scale, that more and more people will opt in for the membership if they like the service. Um, and we're also hoping that, you know, as the, as, as the pandemic <laughs> winds down at some point in the future, that we will have bins kind of in common areas like grocery stores, like, um, you know, at their, at their office and convenient places where if they don't want us to come to their house or if they don't want to wait, they can just drop it off for us. That's super awesome. Yeah, I think that was about it for me. Um, do you have any last words and anything uh, else to say to people listening? No, I think, uh, I mean, you know, if you're, if you're thinking about wanting to do something and you feel in your gut and you feel really strongly towards something, just go for it. Right. Life is short. There's enough going on. Like there we need more people that are feeling really strongly and passionately about what they're doing. So yeah, absolutely. Risk, it will, it will, hopefully it will pay out. And if it doesn't, you at least try and put yourself out there. Yeah. That's, that's what it's about. And I think, uh, you know, as I'm writing this book, uh, yeah, more people should follow their dreams instead of I guess what's safe, but it's always, it's always a topic to debate. So. <laughs> Yeah. It is. And I know that comes from, you know, I, I'm coming from a place, a privileged place where I had the ability to take that, take that risk. Um, but, you know, if there are steps that you can take in between, do it, explore it, or talk to people that are in your, in the space, you might feel inspired to join a, you know, to join a, a group or a meetup or whatever. Um, there are different, different avenues to kind of go down, but you can explore it at the very least. <laughs> that's that's about it. Thanks so much, uh, Maya, for, you know, telling us about this fetch goods. Yeah, thanks, Dan, for having me. This was a, a lovely chat. <laughs>